Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you for the next three-plus hours on a Wednesday morning, filling in for Big Daddy Graham once again. Uh, plenty to get to uh, throughout the course of the show as this um, is a critical week, as you just heard Jody talking about uh, for the last couple hours of his show. Always love listening to Jody um, and you know uh, us kind of going back and forth during the crossover about this being an important week with sports hoping to resume. I always thought around Memorial Day was going to be the point where we had to have legitimate, tangible plans figured out. We're obviously past Memorial Day at this point, um, but you still got about another week to figure things out. Uh, But by June 1st, um, everybody is pretty much in agreement that things need to be headed toward the direction of resuming play, and you need to have legitimate plans for these leagues. We'll get into the hockey stuff later on. Gary Bettman having, you know, a, a informative with a question mark uh, in there about hockey's plans. He gave some information about the resumption, some information about the playoff system, that their regular season is finished. That was confirmed. I think everybody kind of knew that anyway. Um, but hockey moving on to the playoffs, it will be an expanded playoff format that we will get to uh, a little later on. But still, a lot of stuff in the up in the air with hockey that that is um, that is not figured out yet. Uh, so that's where the NHL stands as far as the NBA. A quiet day on the NBA front. Um, it seems with the NBA now, uh, their biggest issues is figuring out how many teams they're going to bring back, what exactly they're going to do format-wise. I have opinions on that uh, that I am excited to get to a little later on because I've heard some ideas with the NBA that honestly are, are just so stupid, and it's just people just overthinking it. Um, so we'll get to the NBA later on. But the big news of the day, On Tuesday, Major League Baseball, as they continue to go back and forth over the financials 
of a return to play. And that is, for so many reasons, bothersome. Um, because, you know, I, I heard Gus's call into Jody saying they're not playing because of the coronavirus. Well, that's the original reason they weren't playing, but that, that's not why um, baseball is not in spring training right now. Uh, the reason they're not in spring training right now, the reason why they don't have a date set to come back, um, that has much less to do with the coronavirus and much less to do with the health crisis in this country and much more to do with the fact that there is a financial dispute between the owners in Major League Baseball and the Players Association, the MLBPA, that seems very far from an agreement being reached. And, you know, we've talked a lot over the last couple weeks. Who's right? Who's wrong? Um, You've heard some players come out and be vocal about the fact that they, they want to be paid what they feel is fair, and that is a full prorated salary with the games they've been played. We, we've heard coming into this week, though, that the players were willing to move off that position, uh, were willing to make some concessions, and um, it, it's been, I think it's evident to everybody that concessions are going to have to be made on both sides. And I think that was clear coming into this week that if a deal is going to be reached, if a deal is going to get done, uh, it's going to take both sides moving off their spot, both sides meeting in the middle where, you know, both can tolerate the deal, but neither are necessarily happy with the deal. And um, as we went into Tuesday, I was interested to see what kind of proposal Major League Baseball was uh, had come up with. Uh, I was interested to see uh, after two and a half months of working through this, really uh, three weeks now of learning what the players want, uh, you know, trying to meet in the middle, so to speak, that uh, MLB would have an offer that would at least be somewhat enticing to the Players Association and would would be a a legitimate starting point for negotiations moving forward. Uh, You know how negotiations work. You knew there was not going to be a deal reached on Tuesday. But it was important, I felt, that Major League Baseball sent the players a proposal that was a a jumping-off point where there could be alterations made for either side and they could get a deal done. Um, But then you see the proposal. And it's it's going to be hard for me to articulate exactly how I feel about this. Actually, you know what? I, I It might not be that hard for me to articulate it because it's pretty clear um, to me uh, that what the MLB owners are doing right now, like I've never been more disgust, disgusted, sickened, annoyed by the unconscionable greed shown by the 30 owners in Major League Baseball. Um, because, and I know people don't like to hear it. I know people don't like to, in general, side with what they look at as greedy millionaire players who, you know, get paid to pay, play a game. I 
I would love to go out there and play a game for millions. Of, yeah, we, we all understand that side of the argument. So would I. I'd love to get paid millions of dollars to go play baseball as well. But um, I'm not good enough to do so. These guys have worked their entire lives to get to this position. And um, in this climate right now, they want to be paid commensurate with the work they are doing and with the risk that they feel they are assuming here. And the bottom line is the offer that was sent to the MLBPA by Major League Baseball on Tuesday was nothing short of insulting. It was. And we'll go through all the aspects of it throughout the course of the show. It was insulting. It was unreasonable. It was absurd. Uh, as you're looking for a legitimate starting point, uh, that that's not even a starting point. It's like Major League Baseball has had months to figure this out. After And this is, uh, uh, again, important to note. After already agreeing with the players on a deal that they are now reneging on. And I will continue to state that throughout the course of the show. But this is not even a starting off point. This is a clear and painfully transparent attempt by the owners of Major League Baseball to sow division within the Players Association. That's all this is. And it couldn't be any more clear. That is all that was intended to be done by this offer. It was not the framework of a a legitimate deal. It was not the outline of a deal that could be altered and eventually um, reached by the end of the week. It was so transparent that it doesn't even make sense for the owners to try this tactic. Now, again, I'll explain exactly what the situation is for for everybody who doesn't know exactly how this all went down and what each side is asking for. The players want their prorated salaries. They want, you know, essentially half of what they get. They signed with the idea that they were going to play a 162-game season. They are now playing what, if this deal comes to fruition, they would be paying playing an 82-game season. So, slightly more than 50%. The players want to be paid about half of what they would have gotten originally. Um, whether that's fair or not, you can be the judge of. I think uh, it, it is fair. I I personally do. The owners are arguing that without fans going to games, without the gate that they would get from ticket sales, concessions, parking, um, merchandise sales, all those kind of things, that they can't do the prorated salary. Uh, And they're only going to be making money from the TV revenue. Therefore, they want to split the TV revenue with the players straight down the middle. 50-50, 50-50, without showing the figures, by the way. They, they, want to, they just want the players to take their word for it on the 50-50 split. Uh, they want to split it down the middle, but they do not want to um, show the players what kind of money they are actually making from these TV deals. So that is where we stood originally. That is where this thing began. Now the owners send this proposal where they offer a version of, of the prorated salaries that the players wanted. But more than 50%, more than 50% um, 
for all players and where they offer a, a higher percentage to the players on the lower end of the scale. So uh, the, the, they're, the prorated versions of these salaries, nobody's making 50%. Nobody. And MLB wanted that across the board. So first, let's throw that out there. No player is making more than 50%, but they're offering a higher percentage to the players on the lower end of the scale. For the players who are making, you know, 265000 285000 something like that, that's the minimum salary. For them, they're making close to 50%, which again, not even half of what they signed for. The players on the higher end of the scale will be making a, a fraction of what they signed for. Jody just told, you know, as we were talking about during the crossover, Garrett Cole, guy signs for $36 million. Under this new agreement that Major League Baseball has sent to the Player Association, he would be playing for fewer than $8 million this year. And yeah, is $7 million plus still good money? Of course it's good money. But... In the end, it's about one-fifth of what he signed for. It's about 20% of what he thought he was going to get when he signed. It is uh, way less than even the 50% prorated version of the salary that the players were asking for. And I guess you can argue that from a pure business standpoint, it's smart for the owners. Um, and... It can be justified from the standpoint for them as taking care of the lower-end guys while forcing their higher-paid players to take bigger cuts for the good of the, you know, of the players who aren't making as much money and who legitimately need this money and need to maximize their earning potential while they can uh, being fringe Major League players. Um, and they know how it'll go down publicly at the same time. They know this plays to their advantage. They know exactly where the public will come down on this. Because the public always comes down the same way on these negotiations. The public will always rip the millionaire players. The, the public will always come out and, and blame these higher-paid guys and look at the Bryce Harpers and look at the Mike Trouts and the Garrett Coles and these players and think it's on them to take bigger cuts. They know how that's going to go. And they know that plays to their advantage. That the players will blame these higher-end guys for not sacrificing. But even more uh, key is they're trying to divide the union. A union that has been uh, very strong over the course of history. Very strong over the years. Uh, where everybody seems to be on the same page. They don't break apart. They are able to stick together in these kind of negotiations, but this is what um, Major League Baseball is trying to do. They're trying to split it up and divide the lo the uh, lesser players against the higher-played players. It, it would be smart if it wasn't so damn transparent. Like, if it wasn't so obvious what they were doing, I think it's a smart business move. But the fact that it's just clear that it's a publicity stunt, because that's all that proposal was, was a publicity stunt. That was not a starting off point with any kind of, of goal toward coming to an agreement. And I just find it I, I just find it sickening. I really do. The owners are going down this path 
where they are, are just clearly not budging off their stance at all. Like, it, it, this is, to me, even a worse offer than when they offered the 50-50 revenue split. It just makes absolutely no sense. And they are clearly just looking to shift the blame to the players who make the league what it is. Like, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, the stars in your league, they are the ones that the owners are trying to put the blame on now. Because if baseball is not played, the owners are going to point to those players and say, those guys, the greedy millionaires, were the ones that weren't willing to sacrifice for you, the fan. They weren't willing to sacrifice for the players who don't make as much money. They're not willing to sacrifice to give this country baseball. When that is just not the case, when they want to all at the same time appear somewhat benevolent to the lower-end players who need the money. And I got to tell you this, as much as I want to watch baseball, as much as I want the Phillies back, as much as I think an 82-game season would be really cool, and baseball on 4th of July, and all that stuff, after what would end up being at that point about four months of no sports, as much as I want that, the players shouldn't take this deal. They shouldn't. They shouldn't take any version of this deal. And if I was the players, I would I, I literally um, tell Tony Clark, the MLBPA president, to you know call whoever's representing the owners in this and say, bleep you. Come back with a better offer. Come back with something legitimate. Because that was not legitimate. And I, I don't understand the owner's thought process here. I really don't. And it makes me question whether they really want to play baseball. They're not acting like it. And uh, it's why I was so confident before was that I thought, I had thought that it's in everybody's best interest to play. I thought that it was in every, uh, whether it be the players, whether it be the owners, whether it be my Rob Manfred, that it was in everybody's best interest to get on the field and play baseball this season. But when you see reports that the owners are leaking out that, you know, if we play, we're actually going to lose more money than if we don't play, maybe the owners don't want to play. And maybe this is their tactic, that they are going to give such insulting offers to the players that they know the players won't take it, and they know the public is going to blame the players anyway. So the owners might look at this as a no-lose situation. Either we're paying them nothing to go play, or we don't play, we save money, and um, and they're going to blame, and, and the general public will blame the players anyway. Uh, that's that's honestly for the first time entering my mind. I never thought the owners would think that way, and if they do think that way, that's idiotic, which I'll tell you coming up. Um, but. It doesn't make any sense why the owners would offer that kind of proposal. It doesn't, because it was insulting, and if I was a major league player, as much as I want to watch baseball, uh, the, the player shouldn't entertain that offer. And that shouldn't be a starting point. That should be ripped up, and the owners should come back with something legitimate, because that was not legitimate at all, and it was it, it's just disgraceful that these billionaire owners are not willing to bear the brunt of this financial loss. It, it is really really frustrating after they have raked in all this money for years and years and years on the backs and the arms and the bats of these players that they are 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 not willing to take a hit in an unforeseen situation when the players are assuming all the all the risk
If you want to get in, uh, I want to know your opinions on this because I know a lot of people, uh, the general sentiment that I've heard over the past couple weeks is that people are siding with the owners like they always do. And, um, you know, these greedy players got to get off their high horse and go play baseball. So I have baseball to watch. Um, But I encourage you to look at it from the other side because the offers they are getting are, are just insulting. And there is no reason why these uh, MLB players should even consider taking a deal like this. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's get it started with Brian in Norristown. What's up, Brian? Hey, TK. How you doing? Not bad. How are you? Good, man. Hey, I was going to call and chime in about something else, but I'm just listening to you guys, and I agree with you. I initially agreed with the owners when they were st- when they were breaking down the deals before everything happened, but I I started getting a bad feeling like maybe two weeks ago that I was like, wow, they're not giving the players like a leg to stand on or anything good. And I'm like, I just get this bad feeling that we're going to basically, we're going to get MLB, but it's going to be minor league MLB. Like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I feel like you're not going to see the real players play and you're going to get, like well, minor league guys filling in. No, Brian, I don't think that's going to be the case because there's no way the Players Association would allow that. They would never allow. Do you think they just cancel the season? Then? Yeah, yeah, that's what I think they do because they're not going to. Uh, they're not going to let replacement players go play in major league games. The the player association's too strong. They wouldn't allow it to happen, and and I I, I just don't get it. Uh, the only thing that I can think of at this point is that maybe the owners really don't want to play. Maybe they really don't want to play this season. Well, I mean, hey, I, it was something that crossed my mind about two weeks ago. Again, I was like, if they're losing money, they're losing money. And they're like, okay. I mean, I think that's a shot at all of us, all the people that pay for the merchandise, that want to watch it, that want to be a fan. Right. But I think to them, it's like, if we're not going to make money off the season, don't do the season. Yeah, and I think... And I mean, that stinks, but... Yeah, and I think that's kind of how business people look at it, but that's a... It's such a, a dumb way to look at it because – Oh, and especially right now. Like, I mean, the match that happened over the weekend. Right. I mean, that was huge. And it was just – I'm not even a huge golf fan. Uh, did I watch it? Yep. You know, it's a, we just need something right now. Right. And, and you, I think they're so short-sighted in not seeing the TV dollars that are there to be had. Like, there are a lot of, of – um, of TV money there to be had, and especially if baseball, I'd be, I'd be, you know, if I was baseball, I'd want to get back as soon as possible before hockey and basketball start. That few yeah. weeks when you'd have the 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 uh, the viewership to yourself, you could make so much money in that time period that it could make up for a lot of uh, of the losses that you've already incurred. Yeah, and I I think that's one thing about football that's nice. It seems like football. You might have some crazy owners, but football is football. The football owner loves football. With baseball and some other sports, they're just an owner, if that makes sense to you. Like, they don't even care. They just, like, care about the dollar sign. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I do think that, Brian, but where the owners, and this is where they are just not not thinking clearly here, is if you – are thinking about it from a business perspective like I think they are, and they're just thinking about it in dollars and cents, uh, they're not accounting 
for the fans. And I know yeah. they, they don't really care about the fans, but if baseball doesn't get played this year and it's because of money, I don't know if baseball ever recovers from this. I yeah. really don't. I, I think next year I would maybe I would go to go to Citizens Bank Park just to see the park and hold up a sign like you're not America's sport. Yeah, I think a lot of people would be would be very upset, Brian. And, um, you know, for a sport that's already waned in popularity over the past few years, not playing this season would be catastrophic. And the fact that it seems like the owners don't see that is is somewhat shocking to me. It, yeah. it really is. Um, my one question, though, was, like, has anybody heard from, like, John Crook or any of the announcers? Like, do they know what their schedule is now? Because I'm assuming they're, they're going to have to be a big part of this because no fans. And it's like, is like Larry Anderson, John Crock, are they going to be traveling with the team? Does anybody even know anything like that? Well, no, I mean, and, and obviously we're part of that radio broadcast here with the Phillies. So we we haven't been told anything specific. I mean, my guess is that maybe they'd broadcast – Every game from the ballpark, yeah, or or they could broadcast from home uh, remotely, which is an option, or, um, you know, I could see maybe for home games they go to the park just so they're kind of there for the home games, but there's no way I would see any broadcasters traveling on the road. Yeah, that's what I didn't know. And then the other point I had was, um, does anybody talk about any of the umpires and their unions, or, like, not even... Uh, baseball, but like like refs and all, because like you look at baseball and like some of those umps don't look like the healthiest group. No, no, they certainly don't. So uh, it's like, are any of them like are they negotiating their con? Like it, it's good that I'm I'm actually happy that we're having this conversation because I feel like I'm going beyond the point of just having game start. We're talking about how things could work now, right? Yeah, and, and uh, I appreciate the call, Brian. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. Yep, appreciate it. Thanks. And I, I think with the with the umps and, and the officials and stuff, that's going to have to be stuff that's worked out. I mean, South Korea has done some things where they have their um, umpires wearing masks and wearing gloves. But I think, uh, you know, Brian makes a good point. These guys aren't in the best of shape. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure if it's the best idea to have, you know, fat, out-of-shape Joe West in there you know, calling a game, I, I mean, I, not to, I guess I did kind of take a cheap shot at him, but he deserve he deserves it. Let's be honest here. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they do. I, I wouldn't mind them just going to robotic umps anyway. I've always been a proponent of that. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what MLB would do um, with the umpires. I'd assume they'd have protocols in place uh, to keep them somewhat distanced uh, from the players, but I, I think that's something that has to be figured out as well as uh, what you do with some of the older coaches uh, on these staffs. 215-592-9494. Let's get Scott in Baltimore in here. What's up, Scott? Hey, how you doing? Not bad. I don't how know how old you are. Um, I agree with what you said about the owner's proposal. Um, I actually got a job with the Orioles out of college because of the 94 strike. Um, because they had no games, they needed tour gu- more tour guides because they were doing tours every day. So I was a tour guide for a year mm-hmm. and then worked in other various positions for about six years. Probably went to over 100 games in those six years. And uh, since I left in 99, I've been to one, just to give you an idea. Still a huge fan, but I won't give the owners any money or Angela should know. He's made ten, a 1,000% on his investment. You know, his team's worked 
10 times what it was when you bought it. Um, but that is what it is. I think a good proposal is, you know, if you're talking about the younger guys and the owners want them to, you know, make because they need the money more, give everyone who is pre-arbitration, so that's about five years or less, 100% of their salary because they're all making a million or less, and then give everybody over that 40% of their salary so they take a 10% off the half the pay cut and then go play. Yeah, but but this is the thing, Scott. The 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 um what, what the proposal that they sent isn't even anywhere close to that. Oh no, the proposal like, they sent was garbage. I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, you know, Cole, it, I mean Cole, you know, can sure for surely get by like you said on eight million dollars or seven million dollars, but you know he signed a 36 million dollar contract. Half of that is 18. If they want to take a little bit less, so if you do 40 percent, you take that makes it about 16 or 15. I'm sure he's fine. But like I said, you know, the majority of the players um, that are under, that are making less than a million, give them 100% of their salary, and then give all the players that are making bigger dollars, you know, anybody who's, you know, over five years who's making, you know, good money, you know, 40%, so a 10% reduction off of what they would have made at half the season. I mean, the owners are losing, you know, 40% of their revenues, they're saying, because of uh, no fans, concessions, and all that. So they're taking a bit of a hit, and they've already lost $4 billion, and if they don't play the season, they're going to lose another five. So, you know, even if they play and say they lose a billion dollars out of the five they make, you know, that's better making $4 billion than losing nine. Yeah, no, Scott, and the proposal that you're talking about, what well, your idea, honestly, I think that makes sense, and I think the players would agree like, like the biggest myth in all this is when people are saying oh the well the players are totally infle- the players are not inflexible i feel like the players are much more um much more open to meeting in the middle than the owners are and the owners these are smart guys they knew how this proposal was going to be received and the fact that that's what they submitted anyway makes right. me really question their desire oh, to play mean- this season like I said, it was an absolute joke. It wasn't even like it, you know, it's like some of the fantasy baseball or football trade offers you get, you know, for your yeah. best player and that for you for three bench players. But it's just ridiculous. I mean, I know that, you know, I'm kind of jaded in the fact that once they went on strike on 94 and they came back with, you know, I said if they don't get a salary cap coming back from that, they never will. And they came back with, a luxury tax based on $125 million when not one team had spent that. Mm-hmm. At that time, the highest payroll was the Yankees at $111 million, and the Orioles were at about $102 million. I mean, it's just, you know, there's never going to be a cap because the players will go for it, and it is what it is. The other three sports all have it, so it's easier to negotiate. And also, the owners in baseball don't want to show their books, where the other sports, they do. So it's just frustrating. You know, I don't care, you know, who loses what, play the games, get a new deal done with everything that's going on, you know, and 38 million people unemployed. You know, we need baseball. I'm, I'm totally with you, Scott, and I appreciate the call, man. Good call. Um, pretty insightful there. Uh, Scott being a guy who, who, you know, had experience kind of going through this, got a job from the 94 strike. And, and yeah, I, I think it's, it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. And, um, you know, and I know people don't always like to take sides on it. That that when millionaires and billionaires are arguing over money, 
and, and I've heard a lot of people say this, and I think in a way it's a bit of a cop-out. Like, well, I side with, I don't side with either. I side with baseball. So what, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, we all want baseball. But one side's, one side's, and I'm not saying either side is 100% right, but I think it's pretty clear here that one side is closer to being right than the other side is. And the players have already sacrificed. Like, this is the biggest myth in all this, is that these greedy players, they're not moving. They've already given back half. They've already given back half. And I'm telling you, I think they would give back more. I think Scott's um, Scott's idea uh, is something that they would acquiesce to, that the higher players would sacrifice for the, the lower players. But you're asking them to take 20% of what they would have made. When you, when you look at it, and it's hard to look at it from Garrett Cole's perspective. I understand that. I understand that none of us signed a, a what, nine-year deal, eight-year deal for, for $36 million a year. But when he's looking at that, um, you know, you do have to try to put yourself in that guy's shoes. And would you want to go back to work in an environment where you could be at some level of risk? And, and I'm not – I don't think – you know, any of these guys, at least most of them, uh, they're young, healthy guys. They're probably not going to go out there and get seriously ill if they were to get infected. They probably go away for two weeks, be fine, and come back. Um, and, and that, you know, would probably be uh, the, end, the end result if anybody were to get infected. But if you're going out and you're assuming risk, and you are the guy making the league money, it's like the owners feel like they are the ones who are making money for the league. They're not making a damn thing for the league, Okay. Like, back in 08 when the Phillies won the World Series, we knew all the guys on the field. I had no clue who John Middleton was at the time. I mean, the owners, they are raking in the money on the bats and the arms of these players. Yet they are asking them to take all these financial hits while they're not willing to meet in the middle. It's an unrealistic idea. It's unrealistic. And that proposal was absolute garbage. It was garbage. And I am legitimately worried that the owners don't want to play this season. Um, when you hear leaks that they'll lose more if they play, the owners are the ones getting that out there. And um, they know that in these scenarios, people are going to side with them anyway. Why? I have no clue. Uh, but, but when we get back here, we've got to hit the break. But I want to touch on something where, you know, part of this proposal makes the owners look, uh, I think what, they thought would make them look, you know, like good guys and benevolent guys, that they're trying to help the, the, the guys on the lower end of the scale. Well, there are other reports that show you that's a load of crap as well. We'll get to that when we return. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, open lines right now. Good time to join. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. Mike was just telling me during the break we're uh, getting uh, – we got audio from Gabe's simulation, his game with Dave Roberts. They're doing this weird North California, South California competition. They drafted teams. Some sort of simulator. It's it's weird. Gabe was using analytics to to get make his lineup. And weird dispute. He, Gabe started he, – so Gabe's coaching the North California team, managing the North California squad. And – He's starting Troy Tulowitzki over Jimmy Rollins. I don't, I don't agree with that decision. I, I don't think that's the right move, Mike. You, 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 are you? Do you think he's going with the right move 
Tulo there. I think he's I think he's over he's over analyzing the analytics of it. Um so what it comes down to is you have to pick the player's best season for the guy you picked, and that's like the season they kind of simulate with. Uh Troy Tulowitzki's twenty ten season better average, less home yeah, man, this is close. Well, how about the two months that J roll I, I I mean by, and by the way, I I don't want to make any accusations. It's hard to explain the August and September of 2007. I, I, I just, let's call it how we see it here. Uh, it's a little hard to explain the power numbers in, in August and September of 07. All right. Well, I raise you. Explain to me Troy Tulowitzki's uh, September of that. Troy Tulowitzki hit 15 home runs in September. Well, that's the thing. I don't. I don't care really about the PEDs. Yeah, I so I. I mean, I would go with J. Roll during that 07 season. PEDs are not. Yeah. He was ridiculous that year. Yeah. And better defensive player. Um, Tulowitzki hit 315, but he only played 120 games. 27 home runs though in those games. You know, to to Jimmy's 30. Same amount of RBI. I mean, way less. I mean, it comes. But, but how about th- how about this? Um, Gabe's already got a stacked lineup. Wouldn't you want a guy in J. Roll? who's not really going to strike out. He's going to put the ball in play. You hit him down in the bottom of the order, hit him eighth or ninth, you kind of get the double leadoff thing going on. Where Tulowitzki's kind of an all-or-nothing guy to have in the eight hole. I think he was hitting. Yeah, and it's, the two of them kept winning gold gloves back and forth. Jimmy ultimately got the better. Uh, Jimmy won four, Tulowitzki won two. I didn't realize Tulowitzki was that good of a defensive player. Oh, he was really good when he was younger before he got hurt. Right. But, um, yeah, I would have no problem with Rollins there. I mean – you know, we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe Gabe made the right decision. We'll we'll have to see yeah. how it played out. Yeah, we'll see how it played out later on. Four forty-five, four fifty in that range. That's our Gabe segment. Uh, so we'll get to that later on. Uh, Johnny Jones tweets at me. Um, if it weren't for the owners, the players wouldn't make the overpaid money they're making. Well, I'd counter to Johnny and say, if the players didn't play, there wouldn't be a sport. So, yeah, I I like I don't it it boggles it. Boggles my mind uh, why d- people side with these owners. I don't understand it. I, I, it drives me out of my mind. It gets me angry. It drives me nuts. I don't. Why do people side with these guys? Why? Yeah, I mean, it, Johnny really flushed that out. So. <laughs> it's like, well, well it, there wouldn't be a sport. And then Johnny liked his own tweet. So, uh, I, I, that, you know, mm. I, I, don't, I don't know about that one. But it's just. That's kind of like a sign of like, uh, like if a drunk guy is like swerving in his lane. Yeah. Like it's kind of like a sign of like if you see a guy like his own tweet. Like, yeah, he can't mm. like your own tweets. Come on, Johnny. Uh, but <laughs> the, the there wouldn't be a sport if there weren't the players. What are we going to sit around and watch Middleton roll cigars? Uh, you know, he's bringing in the uh, the um, the Colombians who are really uh, what were they? Where were they really from in in Seinfeld when Kramer tries um, to bring in the Colombians yeah. and they're uh, <laughs> they're from a different Dominicans. The, these are Dominicans. <laughs> they're not the real thing. Oh, that's that's a great. That one. was one of those things I don't want to get wrong. So <laughs> yeah, they're not the real thing. You can tell the authenticity of a Colombian. Uh, so I I I don't know. Uh, or Cu- I, it was Cubans to begin with. Yeah, I thought the whole thing was Cuban cigars. Cuban cigars. Cubans, not Colombians. I'm thinking Colombia because of cocaine. I don't know why I thought about that. You're thinking um, Sopranos. Yes, so Seinfeld. Two, right, totally different worlds. Well, whatever. The Cubans and the Domin- Kramer wanted the Cuban cigar rollers. He got the Dominicans. That was the issue I was I was referring to. But um, real quick here, Jeff Passan and, and I, I, Stephen Tamp. I see. We'll get to you in one second here. But Jeff Passan um, tweeted this out because part of this proposal that the owners submitted 
was to make them look like good guys. Somehow, uh, they, I think, thought that it would be uh, viewed that way because they're offering pretty much the prorated salaries players are asking for for the guys who aren't making anything. Like, for the very lower end of the scale, uh, Jeff Passan tweeted out a whole graph where the guys, as you make more, you make less of a percentage of the money you would have gotten. Um, So the owners are doing that to make it look like, well, we're taking care of the guys who really need it. But then you get this tweet a little later on. Um, Dealing with the Oakland A's. Jeff Passan tweets out there are about 200 players in the A's minor league system. Paying each $400 a week for July and August uh, is $5,200 per player. To pay every minor leaguer, it would have cost the Oakland A's a hair over $1 million. They are not going to do it. They're not going to pay their minor leaguers this season, even though $1 million uh, is all it would have cost the A's. Their owner, John Fisher, estimated worth of $2 billion. So if you want to side with the owners and you want to rip the players, these are the guys These are the guys that you're siding with. A guy worth $2 billion who could take care and, you know, take care of all the minor leaguers who already play for dirt anyway. You could take care of them for $1 million, which that guy is absolutely nothing, and they're not willing to do it. They're not going to pay the minor leaguers in Oakland. And it's just indicative of the way these owners think. They strictly think in terms of dollars and cents, and I guess that's why they end up being um, being uh, successful businessmen. But if you don't play baseball this year, and I know they're thinking of it as, you know, well, if we don't play, we'll lose less than if we do play potentially. Um, but they're not thinking long-term, and they're not thinking about the, the long-term effects this is going to have on the game. If they don't play this year, there are going to be a large number of baseball fans that are never going to go back, are never going to go back to the sport. And I'm not going to lie, I might be one of them. I mean, I'll have to watch for my job, and I'll have to pay attention in that regard, but I'd find it very hard to get emotionally invested in these games anymore. Um, and I'd find it very hard to support a, a team that is you know, run by a guy in John Middleton who's part of this group that obviously uh, doesn't really care and doesn't care about his fans, uh, doesn't care about the players, doesn't care uh, about the sport, because they really don't. These owners, they don't care about baseball. They don't care about the sport. They don't care about growing the sport. They don't care about the be- what's best for the baseball in America and baseball, uh, you know, the future of baseball. All they care about is the money they can stuff in their pockets. And it's infuriating me. It's absolutely infuriating. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, let's go to Steve in Tampa. What's up, Steve? Hi, y'all. What's up? Oh, uh, no, Steve. Use the y'all. <laughs> oh. That was a good one, Steve. I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit for that one. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Uh, Good morning. Uh, You know, it it looks like uh, the NHL is getting its act together. It looks like the NBA is getting its act together to to finish up their season. It looks like the NFL really knows what it's doing. Um, Got its schedule out. Uh, And as far as baseball is concerned, I don't know if I can say this, but the owners can take the game and stick it up there where the sun doesn't shine. I don't care anymore. Uh, we've got this, three of the sports coming back. 
Uh, by the time baseball would even finish, you, the NFL would be starting in September. Uh, and I really don't care about it anymore. I really don't. Steve, and I think you're the voice of a lot of fans out there. And I think baseball has really got to be careful uh, about this. If they can't play because of health, that that that's that's a different story. But if they don't play because of money, there are a lot of people who are going to say, you know what, screw this sport. I don't need it. There's enough other sp- stuff to watch, um, and yeah. you know, forget about baseball. And I think a lot of people feel that way. By the way, um, have you heard anything about the NCAA playing football? Uh, the NCAA playing football. It, I mean, it's up in the air. Uh, some. Some conferences are, are bringing players back to campus to start workouts at, in June, I've seen. So I think they're planning on playing. Um, I, I think at this point it looks like they will. Uh, but I, I find it I, – I don't, I don't like the idea of, of packing stadiums. I do think that some will try, especially in the SEC. I think in general the coronavirus isn't taken as seriously down there. It doesn't mean – uh, they should do it, but I think all that stuff, it's a little too preliminary, but at this point, I predict they, they will play maybe not every school that would normally play, though. I heard the guy, what's his name, Emmerich, the, the head of the NCAA? Uh-huh. Uh, he said that unless school comes back, he doesn't want them to play football unless the schools, you know, the kids are in school. Yeah, Did I mean, I, I didn't hear that, but I think that makes sense. I, I think it would be odd to be playing college sports without uh, students on campus. I, I do think that would be weird. Okay. Hey, bye, y'all. All right. See you, Steve. Appreciate the call, man. Um, appreciate it. But uh, yeah, I just, I find it, I find it very short-sighted if the owners are just saying, you know, whatever, we're going we're, we're gonna to lose money either way. We'll actually lose less if we don't play. Now, let's just forget about it. You really run into a, a, a a dicey situation about your fans long-term, especially in a sport that doesn't have the same popularity that, that football and basketball do in this country. Let's go to Stephen Egg Harbor. What's up, Steve? How you doing? Let me, be the, let me be the real voice here of the truth. It doesn't matter. If they don't play this year, I don't care what anybody says. When it starts all over again, just like football, just like basketball, we're all coming back. People who love the game are going to come back, period. I don't. Okay. I don't believe. I don't believe that to be true, Steve. I don't believe that to be true. If if it was football, uh, yeah, football probably because football is so popular. If it's basketball, probably because that's a very popular sport in this country. Baseball's not as popular a sport as it used to be. And if they don't play over money, uh, I, I I think there are a lot of people who would well, say, I mean, you know what, forget I mean, these guys. I, I agree with you. I agree. With, I agree with some of the things you're saying. But the fact of the matter is, is the people that really love the game. I'm gonna miss it. I mean, I mean, I'm missing it. I mean, I'm the I'm the night Baker guy, man. This is what I I, I live for. Nighttime baseball, West Coast games till two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. I mean, I love it. The only thing I don't like about the game, and I, and I think, it, and I coached the game for five years when my kids were growing up. The fact is, that the problem with the game itself is every batter stepping out of the batter's box, playing with their freaking. Their, their wristbands or their gloves or whatever, and doing this and doing that. If they could make this game two and a half hours, you would keep the younger people into the game more. The fact that it lasts three, three and a half, sometimes four hours for a game of baseball is what's really driven this game down. I, I even get fed up with it sometimes. Well, well Steve. Especially when it's a boring game. If you're – and baseball is in the business, uh, I think they should be in the business, of not just trying to retain the – 
kind of the fans they already have, but trying to reach new fans. This is an opportunity for them to reach new fans with no other sports on. And when people haven't watched sports for months, you think this is really a, a, a wise business decision for them to not play this season. You're not reaching any fans. The only thing you're going to do is drive away some of the ones you already have. Well, that, that's, that I agree with you 100% because I am a business owner, and I've definitely I've taken care of my employees because that's what you're supposed to do. Some of the things I've done, you know, uh, I can't say on the air because, you know, it's not legal legal. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, I took care of my people and make sure none of them are hurt. That's uh, good. The girl who has a breathing disorder, I did def- I laid her off first so she could get unemployment. Um, but the people in here that have stayed with me, hey, business is down 25%. That's the way it is. We're all living through it. Uh, places have closed down, restaurants, just that, things that I cater to with desserts and all that kind of stuff. But the fact of the matter is you got to take care of your employees. But I also look at it as, you know, the baseball players, if the baseball players are really concerned about their health and they're concerned about this, then you tell the owners, we're not playing, period, and then put the ball in their court and just walk off. Just walk off, and if you they sit for a season, then we sit for a season. Baseball people like me are always coming back. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Steve. I don't think you're in the majority here. I just don't. I don't think everybody's just gonna. Oh, you know, we're fine. Come on back when you're good and ready. Baseball, we're, we're, we're you know, don't worry about it. We'll sit out. To, we haven't had sports for three, four months, but we don't need it. Just sit, sit out. You know, you guys are quabbling over money when people are are losing jobs and people aren't um, making money and aren't able to spend money. And we would really like to watch something, but you know, you guys are fighting over it. The owners aren't willing to take care of the players. So yeah, we'll just come back next year. I don't think that is the majority of people in this country and the majority of baseball fans. Um, I think there are a lot of baseball fans and rightfully so that if this doesn't get figured out and if the owners do not step up to the plate, because I'm tired of people yelling about the players. I'm tired of it. And it is a stupid, it is a stupid viewpoint. I'll just say it flat out. If you side with the owners on this, you have no idea what's going on. No clue. And you don't want to look any deeper into it than just the generic stance that everybody has every time there's an issue with negotiations, which is going to be um, uh, these greedy millionaire players go on the damn field and play. No, it's a business. And the players are making concessions. The owners are not willing to, to to do anything to meet in the middle. And if this doesn't get done, it's on them. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. When we get back, I need to give you my social media complaint of the day. As Steve was listening and gave me a y'all there. Um, y'all guys, all that stuff on Twitter that I was talking about last night. But this will be an update on a gripe I had a week or two ago that was committed by a government official in a coronavirus PSA on Monday. So we'll get to that when we get back. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. Open lines right now if you want to get in 215-592-9494. Talking about the owners and the players, Major League Baseball. We'll get back to that in a couple minutes here. Um, but I need to do my social media complaint of the day. Is I woke up, and it was one of the first – actually, somebody tweeted it at me here. And I want to thank 
um, I believe Sean McManaman uh, tweeted this at me as a callback um, to one of my uh, social media gripes from a week or two ago. And it was uh, Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey who has opened, um, uh, is allowing New Jersey uh, facilities to reopen for professional sports teams, which is important to us here in Philadelphia uh, because Sixers, Flyers, obviously, um, Voorhees and Camden both have their uh, facilities located in the uh, great state of New Jersey. Um, And Governor Murphy, while he sends out a PSA on on, uh, Tuesday uh, at 3.18 p.m., um, and it's a very useful message and a very important message uh, for the, the citizens of his state. And it says, wear a mask, period. And it's like, all right, that's a good, that's a good, useful tweet. Thank you for sending out that message. Thank you for informing the people of your state to take care of themselves and to take care of others. Then I look two spaces down. And this is where Governor Murphy makes a horrendous mistake. That's it, period. That's the tweet. He did a that's it, that's the tweet. The governor of New Jersey. Not a political, this is not a political argument. This is not a political statement. This is a human decency statement and a, a just Twitter. This is the Twitter pandemic we are dealing with right now. And it's these people the that's it that's the tweet an elected official i mean mike is there any excuse for this kind of behavior from an elected official in this country no sickening just corny it's terrible i mean like it is it's corny that that's really the uh the basis of it Uh, i mean i expect that from like a 20 year old college girl or something like that if they give you a that's it that's the tweet that's normally the kind of uh, person you're getting it from, but uh, not not a governor of a state, not a grown man. Uh, it's just ridiculous. And and uh, I, I saw um, some other tweets tweets that this is along the same kind of vein where somebody will tweet and then at the bottom they'll put that is all. Like all right, yeah. you don't that that's unnecessary. Thank you though. Uh, I guess. Uh, you know, you had some extra characters you wanted to fill it up with, but uh, I was just I was enraged when I saw uh, a that's it. That's the tweet tweet from the governor. Thank you to Sean McMenamin for pointing that out to me. On a lighter note, how was your uh, blueberry cheesecake? Blueberry that yesterday was blueberry cheesecake day, correct? Yeah, um, I did not enjoy one. What do we have? What do we have today, Mike? Well, maybe you can make up for it by having a great popsicle. It's happy or it is. National Grape Pops Popsicle Day, and so obviously I wish you, you know, you find a great grape popsicle. The people, oh, it's specific. It's not just popsicles. Grape it's grape popsicle. popsicle. Yes. Um. Okay. Uh. I. I. I'm not really a popsicle fan. Are, are popsicles still popular? I. I mean, I, they I, were when I was a kid. I guess they are still for kids. But yeah, I mean, you get to a certain point, and you stop hanging around kids. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but you know, you have um, uh, nieces and nephews. Like, I have three nieces. Who I, I don't, I don't feel like that they're. You've never served them a popsicle? No, I, I don't know. I don't... We'll change that today. 
My my uh, uh, do my, a drive by popsicle drop off. Well, my wife actually came back. She she went and um, socially distanced uh, to say uh, happy birthday to um, our seven year old niece on uh, Tuesday. Uh, Ava, happy birthday, Ava. Um, but uh, my other my other niece, who's four years old, um, is offering like views on the coronavirus now. She told my wife, she's like. You know, coronavirus really isn't that hard to beat, and it's almost over. So that's my four-year-old niece making comments on the coronavirus. I just thought that was an interesting take. Uh, um, <laughs> Takes come of, uh, with all ages. Yeah. Uh, so um, th- th- that's it. That's the tweet from the uh, governor of New Jersey. Uh, just a, a, After a good statement telling people to wear a mask, a, he, ruined, he ruined it. He ruined a good PSA for the great New Jerseyans out there. By saying that's it, that's the tweet. And that is my social media complaint today. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Uh, when we get back, I do want to uh, get into the NHL plans. They announced made some announcements on uh, Tuesday as far as how they plan to resume did we find out a lot? We'll kind of determine that when we get back. But I'll tell you who's ultra confused. And he's confused at the part of this that is most easy to understand uh, is our good old buddy Mike Wilbon. So we'll uh, talk about all that when we get back. 215-592-9494. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.